This is First Date Stories, the podcast, the show where women in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond talk all about the first dates they've been on. From the wildly successful to the completely disastrous and everything in between. Here's your host, Jody Klein, founder of FirstDateStories.com. Zoe was happily living a busy, independent life filled with friends, a demanding career, and international travel. When she reached her late 40s, she felt that something was missing in her life. She realized she wanted a loving partner. But as a newbie to dating apps and a very private person, Zoe was uncomfortable sharing personal things about herself with strangers online. Find out how she dealt with vulnerability, and what happened on her Match.com date with Mitch. Here's Zoe's first date story. Zoe, welcome to this episode of the podcast. It's fantastic that you're here with me today to share a story about a first date you were on. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I love to hear and have the listeners hear a bit about you before we delve into the, to the details about this first date. I uh, have a career in human resources for over 20 years, and I decided to take time off, and it's been really amazing and full of growth. So I've never been married, and I'm in my late 40s. Let's see, you know, I just sort of went down the path of being really independent. And then during my time off, it sort of came to me that I no longer wanted to live my life uh, alone. And I really uh, wanted a um, life partner to share my life with. And that was a real revelation for me. And that's sort of how I put myself out there. You're going to tell us a first date story that happened since you went on sabbatical? Yes. Who did you go out on this date with? So I went out with Mitch, and uh, I put myself out there online for three months. It's something that I wasn't comfortable with really doing, um, but I decided that I was just going to do it. And so he is one of the dates I went on. We met online on Match.com. Were you new to Match? Had you done it before? I was new to Match. Okay, you waited until your 40s to give Match a try. Yeah. Was this the first time you'd ever been on an online dating platform? Yeah, it was the first time that I really put myself out there like that. And my first time on Match. And I just found the whole thing of going online very, very frightening. I didn't feel comfortable sharing a lot of personal things about myself with strangers. And so it was a really big step for me to put myself out there. But I somehow got the courage to do it. And uh, yeah. How did you ultimately get yourself to take that big step? Because it sounds like it was a significant step for you. Yeah, it was a big, very big step for me because I'm not on social media. So doing something like that is not who I am. But it is who you are now. Well, yeah, I did it. I did do it. <laughs> I worked with a coach, and she uh, was a big source of support for me. 
it's a really healthy thing to do. Yeah. You were very self-aware yeah. that this was important, that you needed a, a assistance, a partner, a, somebody to help guide you through that step and this phase of life. Yeah. Basically, what happened is, is I really wanted someone in my life to sort of help me along and challenge me and help me further grow. And so when I worked with her, she's the one that sort of pushed me to do that. And she's the one who sort of uh, helped me understand how important it, it is for me to sort of put myself out there. And uh, so I, I, <laughs> I'm grateful to her for uh, pushing me. I think that's tremendous that yeah. you decided to do that and you were, it sounds like, stepping into new territory and you decided you needed a guide. Yes. I wouldn't have been able to do it on my own. I mean, as independent and self-sufficient I am, I've always been that way in my career and in my life decisions and in my um, big financial decisions, but in terms of a meeting putting myself out there for a male partner, it was very much out of my comfort zone and I needed, I needed my hand held. Bravo for doing that. How did you and Mitch connect? How did it start? He emailed me. He initially liked me and I never responded to likes because I just didn't know how to respond. And so when he liked me, I mean, I looked at his profile, but I just knew I wasn't going to respond because I never did. And then he wrote me a, a note. And then when he wrote me the note, initially when I got his note, I thought, oh, there's no way I'm going to ever respond to him. Why not? What did he write that made you think that? Uh, it was because I had all these parameters, like the guy needed to be plus or minus four years in age difference. He needed to be a certain height. He needed to not have kids. I mean, all these crazy things. I had all these parameters. And this guy was outside of my age parameters. He has uh, two kids, and they both live at home. And uh, his height is 5'8", and I'm 5'7". And w what's so crazy is that, like, I had actually had these sort of crazy parameters. And then, I don't know what happened. It's like, I sort of, when I got his email, I sort of sat with it. And then many, many hours later, I was sort of reflecting on it. And I thought, oh, you know, I should just write him back. And I had heard that when you have a moment of inspiration to just do it right then at that moment before you change your mind. And I thought, I'm just gonna do it right now. And then when I did it, I felt immediate regret, like, oh my gosh, Did you? yeah, what have I done? I just felt all this fear. It was so weird. I felt that I had sort of totally gone out of my comfort zone with this man. Like I had, it's like almost like I had set all these parameters to, I don't know, keep myself safe or to not put myself out there. And I didn't realize that they had just, I had just sort of limited myself so much. Anyway, so when I responded, I felt really anxious and I actually couldn't sleep that night. It was like, oh my God, what have I done? I responded to a man who has kids. What happened next? Um, the next morning I heard from him. 
he seemed like a really nice man, the way he responded. And I immediately felt relieved when I got his response. It was like, ah. And then he asked for my number, and I gave him my number. He texted me and said, hello, this is Mitch from Match. May I, may I know your name? And I just thought that was really nice. Like, I got a feel for who he is. And so I felt comfortable. Like, I was starting to feel comfortable with this person. Then what happened after you got the text? Yeah, so then we exchanged a few texts. And then he said, do you have some time to talk today? And I was um, going to celebrate a friend's birthday over brunch and so I told him I could talk to him later that day at three and he said great just call me when you're free he put it in your hands yes I called him at three and we had a nice conversation we were on the phone for maybe 20 minutes 25 minutes and he asked me what my plans were that evening and I told them that I was going to go to the library after he and I hung up, and I didn't have any plans that evening. And he said, oh, well, would you like to go to dinner? That night? Yes, that night. Terrific. This man was not you know, messing around here. No. He liked what he heard on the phone. Exactly. I liked how he... Um, was deep into sort of pursuing this. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was intrigued. Did you say yes? I said yes. Did you give him your address or did you meet him at the restaurant? We met at the restaurant. When you got to the restaurant, was he already there? The restaurant that he had chosen for us to meet at had um, burned down. <laughs> You're kidding. He didn't yeah. know that. He didn't know that. Did you realize that before the date? No, no, he said that he tried calling them and then he kept on getting their answering machine, but he didn't really think anything of it. Oh my and, goodness. And so what happened is, is um, as I pulled the corner to the restaurant, I saw this man approaching me and he looked really happy to see me and he recognized me from my photos and he came over and yeah, he introduced himself, and then he said, oh, you know, the restaurant burned down. And then what struck me is that he said, poor things, like with the restaurant burning down, like he really felt bad for the owners. And I just thought, oh, wow, what a compassionate man that made a comment like that. Right away. Right, right away. You were learning about him. Yeah, right away. And then when he greeted me, we um, hugged, and he had really good eye contact. And then um, I had recently bought these flats, and I had worn them because I knew that he was 5'7". So then when he, he came to hug me and stuff, he was my height, or maybe a little taller, and I was sort of relieved. And I know it's sort of silly, but... I don't know why, but anyway, I, I just remember feeling a little relieved about that. Good. It was important yeah. to you, and he yeah. passed that uh, yeah. that one. That he, crazy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you checked yeah. that box. Yeah. The restaurant's burnt down. What did you two do? Where'd you go? Yeah, so what happened is is he, he lives in um, a town close by, 
but he came to my town so he said well you know where should we go you pick and I mean mind you we'd met in a different neighborhood than where I live in so I wasn't familiar with that neighborhood at all and so just I just went on Google Maps to see what restaurant was nearby because because you know it was pretty awkward I just wanted to sort of sit in front of him I didn't want to be walking around looking for a restaurant so I looked in the nice saw there was a restaurant nearby and he's like great let's go there and that's kind of what happened you walked over there yes. walked in there was a table yes it was like the last table in the restaurant actually how did the evening go from there yeah so we um, had nice conversation flowed I remember thinking how I was really appreciative that uh, he was sort of letting the conversation flow and he, he was asking questions and I was really happy about that and he seemed very respectful and so that was nice were you attracted to him good question <laughs> I really liked his eyes oh and interesting because what happened is is when I first met him you know when he came over down the street and greeted me I had this sort of relief like ah I could be attracted to this man mm. so when I was with him I really liked his eyes and his eye contact and I just was just really being focused on being present and being in the moment that's terrific and that's important yeah, yeah. Take me through what happened in the last part of the date. We finished our dinner, and then he was quick to get the check. I offered, and he said no, and I really liked that. Then after there, we left, and he said, would you like to get some dessert? So we went to a nearby place, and we had dessert, and we shared a piece of pie and um, we each had some tea. Already sharing. Yeah. <laughs> sharing food with the man you had just been with for a few hours. That's very promising and must have felt good for you or was that a little nerve wracking for you? What did you feel about that? I felt very comfortable with him and I could totally be myself and he was a good listener. I could sort of sense that he had had sort of a rough divorce. We didn't talk about it, but I could just sort of see it in his eyes. And, um, but I could tell that he uh, enjoyed being with me. You could tell that. Mm -hmm. And you were enjoying being with him. I was. How did the date end? The date ended with our uh, hugging goodbye. It was a little awkward because we each kind of went to our cars. He didn't offer to take me back to my car, which, you know, I just was okay with. I just decided that I was going to, like, allow him to be himself and I wasn't going to judge him. We hugged goodbye and then that was it. Now for the rest of the story. Yeah, so the rest of the story is I've been seeing him for the past six months. Hooray! Yeah. Hooray! Yeah. And I have to say, like, I didn't really know if he had potential until about the fifth date. 
I knew that he had something in him that I wanted to keep it going. Uh, but I didn't really know until the fifth date. And the fifth date was sort of solidified how I felt about him. How did you feel? Um, I really trusted him and I felt really safe with him. And he was a really good man. And, you know, most important, you know what I recognized is that I had excluded men who had children. And what I realized is that I love my own father very much. And I recognize that I love fathers. I love who men become as a result of being fathers. And I wouldn't have recognized that if I didn't give him a chance. And and, um, and the beautiful thing, too, is is that because he's a father, he knows how to cook. He's a better cook than me. <laughs> <laughs> and he does things around the house. Well, he has to. But, yeah, so it's actually had a lot of advantages. And you had no idea that it would come with advantages, did you? I had no idea. That night that you stayed awake wrestling with this uh, fear that you had responded to an email from a man with children has turned out to be so different than you expected. Exactly. It's been one of um, the best things that's happened to me in my life. Oh, I, I love hearing that. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That is just amazing. Are there lessons here that you would like to share with uh, the women listening to us talk today? Yeah. I would say I truly believe that if you really want love and you're really prepared for it and you're really ready for it, it'll come to you. I really believe that. That is beautiful. That is beautiful and clearly spoken from the heart. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you. Thank you so much, Joey. What's your take on this first date story? Do you have thoughts about it? Maybe you had a flashback to a date you went on once. We want to hear from you. Please go to first date stories forward slash podcast to post your comments, connect with other women, and listen to more episodes. While you're on the website, make sure to check out the articles about dating longer and later in life. If you have a memorable first date story that you want to share with other women, please go to firstdatestories.com forward slash share and tell us about it. We might invite you to be a guest on a future podcast episode or to publish a short story you've written about your date on our website. After all, that's what FirstDateStories.com is all about, creating a place for women to share our stories and connect around our dating experiences. And now for the legalese. This podcast is for general information and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as professional advice for our listeners. We suggest that you always consult with your own personal coaches and advisors. First Date Stories does not recommend or endorse or object to the views or topics expressed on this podcast. Also, the names of the guests and the men who they've dated are often changed for privacy purposes. You can subscribe to this podcast at firstdatestories.com, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. First Date Stories, the podcast, is produced and edited by Kim Poletti and Lisa Gray of Soundline Productions and is brought to you by Espoir Ventures. Thanks for listening. 
and keep going on those first dates because beyond your next first date may be the long-term love you are seeking.